following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan Hour number three with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer, Mark Ewell, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association in studio. One final segment with him. Don't forget the boys semifinals in hoops Thursday and Friday at the Breslin Saturday. The championship games on Valley Sports Detroit. Also, you can get your tickets through the Breslin. The link is at MHSAA.com. Pretty good price there. 12 bucks a session for two games. You can also buy uh, the full weekend pass. All the details on the matchups, the interactive brackets, and more at MHSAA.com. A newly redesigned MHSAA.com. And if you can't make it down to the Breslin Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, or you can't watch it on Valley Sports, you can watch it on your mobile device, computer, MHSAA.tv. That is MHSAA.tv. TV. Last weekend, you had the girls road to the Breslin come to a conclusion with the championship Saturday and some amazing games. Amazing games had the best attendance bill we've had since girls have been at the Breslin. It was just a incredible weekend crowd-wise. We had some really good games. Uh, the Division One game where Rockford beat West Bloomfield was a instant classic with a, a late three uh, inside the last 30 seconds. Which, by the way, that late three... From Grace Lyons, the daughter of my good friend Mitch Lyons and Angela Lyons. And, man, I've known her since she was born in these small world stories. It's like we just talked with Maggie Lancaster from the Grand Rapids Children's Museum. The same thing with Grace. I, I We were laughing that when we pulled up to Southside Jimmy's to watch football one Saturday, uh, Grace and Ava were in their little carriers, uh, you know, uh, and uh, you, I'm watching on TV. I wasn't at the game. I saw Grace hit it. I texted Mitch, and I said, unbelievable. And she's only a junior going to Ferris, yep. has committed to Ferris, and just have these stories that uh, percolate around high school sports. It's phenomenal. Pretty neat. And uh, Lansing Catholic uh, won uh, in Division Two with a big upset over West Catholic in the semis. How about the Lansing schools being represented pretty well? It was uh, on the road to the Breslin, right? Good to see, absolutely. And uh, Hemlock was a, a first-time winner in Division Three, so uh, Hemlock and Blissfield were our, uh, I think, four thirty game on Saturday. And I'm not sure there was anyone left in Hemlock or in Blissfield because that was as full as I've seen the Breslin Center for a girls' game really? uh, in our history. It was really crazy. so. We're Hemlock and Blissfield. For those listening, we are the huge show across Michigan, and I love it when I. Well, here are names of cities I've never been to or I don't know where they are. Because eventually someday you'll drive through or there'll be something you'll have to do there. Hemlock and Blissfield are where? So Blissfield is down uh, kind of in the corner by Adrian. So Blissfield 
uh, prior to their girls team this year is probably the most well-known uh, for their high school baseball program. Uh, Larry Tuttle, longtime baseball coach there, I believe is currently the all-time winner in career victory. So our good friends uh, down in that corner of the state at Blissfield. And then Hemlock is a small community just west of kind of the Saginaw Midland area. So uh, um, they've known, uh, you know, Hemlock's had some good running programs and cross country and track over the years, but uh, they're, uh, yeah, just west of Saginaw, right on M46. And like I said, we had almost every man, woman, and child from Blissfield and Hemlock uh, found their way to the Breslin Center Saturday afternoon. It was awesome. So that's interesting that D3 would have almost the place entirely full, right? And two smaller communities. Two smaller communities, but places that actually have a community. There's a downtown. There's a community feel to both of those schools. And whenever their teams do well, it's just, you know, it's kind of like Hoosiers. It's two of those towns where when the team is winning and going on a tournament run, Every person, it's a, big deal. it's a huge deal, and every person in town is going to find a ticket and get their way in. And then in Division Four, we had the Battle of Up North. We had uh, Baraga from the Upper Peninsula, uh, who got beat by Maple City. I've driven through Baraga. Yep, it's the West End, way west in the UP. Uh, it was about an eight-hour drive for their folks uh, down to East Lansing, and they got beat by uh, Glen Lake High School, which is in Maple City which is just outside of the Traverse City area. So Division Four was another uh, two public schools, both from way up north. And uh, our crowd was actually pretty good Saturday morning with both those communities, too. And you, you mentioned it earlier about the Breslin, just the center of the state. It's a Big Ten campus. It's cool to come to the Breslin, not only as a fan of your local school, but just to come there for the weekend. A lot of people... Uh, make it an annual thing marked on their calendar. And this weekend, we got the boys' semis on Thursday, Friday, championship Saturday. And like I said, Valley Sports Detroit will have the championship games on Saturday. And the semifinals, if you can't make it to the Breslin, MHSA.TV. And remember, the tickets uh, are going through the Breslin. So the quick link is at MHSAA.com uh, and all the cashless concession stands at the Breslin. So bring a credit card if you want to enjoy reasonably priced concessions like they have at the Breslin. So that's a big weekend. Uh, What's next on the list? You know, I always close out our conversations. You and your executive council will get together multiple times every year. Uh, What's the next big thing in high school sports in the state of Michigan? So our board will actually meet this Friday morning before the semifinals in Divisions 1 and 2. So it's our... Uh, it's our middle board meeting of the year, and then our board will have a, a two-day meeting in early May where that's the meeting where we look at a lot of the proposals for next school year and in uh, the vote on, really this year, a couple of fairly significant changes. The first is an adjustment to our travel rule. So we're, what we're right now proposing is that our Michigan schools can go anywhere they want into a bordering area. And we say bordering area, we also include Minnesota in that border area as well as Illinois. Um, The change or the twist is now going to be that a Michigan school can host an event and schools from anywhere in the country can come to Michigan and play. So if somebody wants to put on a big holiday tournament next December in the Detroit area, 
You could have a school from Texas or Arizona or New York, which under our current rules would not be allowed. And then the other part of that is if we allow our schools to continue to travel anywhere you want into a border state area. So if you go to a holiday tournament, let's say in Indianapolis, same thing. You would be able to play any school at that tournament, regardless of where they're from across the country. It, uh, you know, we've really been working hard with our basketball community to try and allow um, some of our top programs to be able to go out and compete and see where they stack up against some of the other good programs around the country. And while our school administrators, again, the, the money and expense of our kids flying and traveling all over the place, I think we've actually got a pretty good plan that, hey, stay in the, the upper Midwest. Uh, you can still, there's a lot of major cities and good basketball being played in Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Chicago, Milwaukee, in Minneapolis, um, really gives our schools a lot of options. And I think uh, really our, our travel rule really catches up more with the times. And again, so that'll be something big and significant. Our uh, council will vote on in early May. And all the feedback we're getting right now is there seems to be a lot of support for that uh, fairly significant change. So you're saying that uh, any school could come from anywhere to Michigan, but right. only the Michigan schools can travel to the bordering states. And yep. then those games keep them eligible and they become part of their record and their seating and everything, right? The whole thing. So it's even a case of... So a football program could uh, have a team fly in from Phoenix that wanted to play... Detroit Catholic Central. There you go. So our football and that would be allowed. Would be allowed it once the and that rule. would account with their their point total and everything towards yep. the Michigan High School Athletic Association playoffs. Yep, be no different than right now. We run the playoff points for Wisconsin schools or Illinois schools that play one of our schools during the regular season. But, so. but that football team couldn't go to Phoenix. Correct. And play currently because we think that. Um, <laughs> I know what you're saying you get into budgets and money and in some the bigger of those schools with bigger and, budgets are going to be able to go travel and have yep. the marquee games and especially the private schools that could be a caveat for someone to come play for them. You got it. And and so what what we're hearing is, well, we need to, to be more creative to allow uh, some of our stronger programs in all sports to be able to play better competition. Well, OK, here's your solution. But it's also being done to where we're not just not uh, completely throwing the lid off. You know, we're still being fiscally responsible to our schools and I think uh, still keeping a somewhat level playing field. So I'm I'm pretty impressed with kind of the 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 lane that we found and. Like I said, our board will ring on that. Uh, that when we get together in May, Bill will be able to to talk about uh, if the change is approved and, and what exactly it'll mean. And what about along that proposed new rules line? What about spring break exemptions or exceptions, however you want to uh, say that, in terms of a team that travels for spring break and they wanted to play a couple of games down in Florida, Texas, Tennessee, Alabama, and I'm talking any sport across the board, it could be soccer, it could be track and field, it could be, you know, lacrosse, whatever it is, baseball. Uh, what about the spring breaks? So we passed a rule just before COVID that kind of addressed this. So we've allowed our schools forever to, to travel south and just practice during spring break. That was the rule for a long, long time. And just before COVID, we now allow our schools to travel for spring break. And now we allow them in the game changer bill is we now allow them to scrimmage other MHSAA member schools. So schools get four scrimmage dates in a season in what a lot of our baseball and softball schools are going to be doing next week, which is the biggest spring break week for most of our schools 
is, for example, four Michigan baseball teams are all going to go to the Tampa area. Those four schools are all going to chip in together, rent a field for the week. And what those four schools can do on four days is they can have scrimmages. So now you're not just limited to a, a doubleheader of only 14 innings. But scrimmages are all based on dates. We don't care how many innings that you play. And so what these pods of four schools are going to do is they're basically going to scrimmage for good chunks of time during those days, get lots of different kids at bats, lots of different kids' innings on the mound. And our schools are actually telling us that by you letting a scrimmage, we're actually able to get in more work. We're not having to worry about our record when we come back home. Uh, and really, they're able to better utilize the resources that if we're going to travel and we get four scrimmage dates to use down here in 80-degree weather under sunshine, Mark, this is perfect. Um, and, and again, we haven't been able to fully see the benefits of that rule because you know school districts allowing teams to travel here post-COVID, they've been pretty cautious. You know, because even that first spring back, you know, out of the pandemic, travel was was still quite limited, and we had some more schools that did it last spring. So I think this coming spring, the next couple of weeks, we'll really see uh, schools give that a try uh, to levels that we thought we'd see before the pandemic. So stay tuned. But that's been a good change, and that's wonderful. Oh, those are rules that are necessary, and I do like. Uh, the rule really about teams being able to come in and play is going to be geared more towards basketball where all of a sudden Little Caesars Arena, you get with Detroit Sports Commission, you could host one of those holiday tournaments that's on TV with the top teams from Michigan and four, five, six stud teams from around the country. And that's on you know Fox or it's on Valley Sports Detroit or something like that. So I can see where the basketball community was pushing for more of that, but options, give schools options. Absolutely. And, and if it's not an event that somebody hosts here, uh, we can, you know, for a lot of our schools, a, a weekend trip in the winter to Chicago isn't bad. And now again, you don't have to worry, well, where are the other teams going to be from? And it just completely takes uh, a lot of the hurdles off the floor. Yeah. So you're a soccer team. You could go to Chicago and there could be five teams coming in from Dallas and you could play a uh, soccer a tournament down there, right? Let's see where we stack up. All right, Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Good stuff, as always, in studio. Huge weekend at the Breslin. The MHSAA Boys Basketball Semifinals and Finals. Tickets available at MHSAA.com. Again, tickets are through the Breslin. Uh, cashless concession stands this weekend for the semifinals and finals for the boys Ticket info and everything at MHSAA.com. And if you can't make it down for the games or watch them Saturday on Bally Sports Detroit, MHSAA.tv. Mark, safe travels, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks, right. Bill. Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us in studio on this MHSAA Wednesday. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for women. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. We're down to one team remaining in the NCAA basketball tournament from the Big Ten, the Michigan State Spartans, and they've been there before. In the Sweet 16, it could be tough matchups coming up against Kansas State for certain on TBS at 6.30 p.m. on Thursday, and more than likely, if the Spartans win again, 
again, the Elite Eight game would be Saturday against Tennessee, assuming Tennessee can beat Florida Atlantic. Michigan State has played hard-nosed defense led by its guards, and they say guard play is so dominant and must be that way in the NCAA tournament for a team to succeed. The Spartans have won by 10 points and 9 points in the first two games. They're a two-point underdog to Kansas State in Madison Square Garden on the big stage in New York City, but 16 are left. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bigger than any box score, local sports are a victory for the entire community. Building up leaders, breaking down barriers, connecting generations, teaching integrity, blazing a trail, sparking our economy. That's why Meyer sponsors hundreds of local sports teams throughout the Midwest. From Little League to the Big Leagues, uniforms to stadiums, Meyer knows when we support the home team, we all win. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but nets and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 Hoop to Win. Every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. And on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Carter. Now, they've made that move to partner with Dorn Mayhew, an Eastside firm, and now they're stronger than ever before. Big businesses, small businesses, taxes, any business need you have, you can turn to Tom Rosenbach and his team. Just go to BeanGarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Tom and his team also put up the $1,000 in cash in our Bracket Buster Challenge contest at thehugeshow.net. So if you entered the contest, uh, you can follow your picks all the way through the championship game uh, each and every day at thehugeshow.net. Just log in. You'll see it. It's simple and easy. And follow your picks if you took a shot at winning that $1,000 in the Bean Carter Bracket Buster Challenge. Follow your picks through the championship game at thehugeshow.net. That's thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. Joining us in studio once again is Jeff Risden from the lionswire.com. And also follow Lions Wire on Facebook and Twitter. And now he's heading up draftwire.com and draftwire. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter, part of the USA Today Network. And Rizzi put out his first draft wire three-round mock draft. Now, when it comes to the Lions, we can't go through the entire draft. I'll get your top ten in a moment. But uh, give us your, it would be the first, what, five picks 
for the Lions, some for two first rounders, two second rounders, and the third rounder. Correct? Yeah, sure. So uh, I got a little crazy, and I I might have stacked the deck a little bit to get Will Anderson, the defensive end from Alabama, as their first. Yeah, pick but it's not six. a stack in the deck like we said on yesterday's show that if there's trades up for the first four QBs, right, that leaves Carter or Anderson. For the Seahawks and the Lions, as it stands right now, at five and six in the first round, and that's exactly what happened here. There were four quarterbacks, and Jalen Carter um, came off the board. Oh my God, I'm sorry, not, not if, Jalen Carter. I had Tyree Wilson going off. Could the you board. imagine if they get Will Anderson or Carter? That would be something else. Oh, uh, wow. because that's that's sizzle. Like they don't need defensive end help. They do need defensive line help. We talked about that yesterday, but they certainly need defensive hmm. end. Like adding Will Anderson, that's that's a that's a dynamic presence, man. Now he, he's. He's got some some small holes in his game, but that's nitpicking. He's he's an impact talent. He would be great. Uh, so then I went to eighteen and I picked the guy that uh, a lot of mock drafts still have going at number six, and that's uh, Illinois cornerback Devon Witherspoon, who is a perfect schematic fit for what they want. He's small, but man, if if you watched if you watched him play at the Big House against Michigan, like. That dude's that dude's got a lot of dog in him, man. That's 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 a guy that you can easily see Aaron Glenn pounding his fist on the table. Get me him. I want him. He's 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 a starting outside cornerback who's going to bring it for me. Uh, that's not necessarily the pick that I would choose there, but I I, I certainly like it. Well, it, it goes back to what we said on yesterday's show, Rizzy, that after going through Russell Brown's story on the defensive depth now with the new additions, including uh, CJ that there is depth needed, if not another starter on the defensive line, and depth needed on that edge, linebacker slash spot, and depth yeah. in the secondary needed. Yeah, you're looking more long-term. You don't well, but necessarily even, need but, guys... But Witherspoon comes in and it gives you options. It protects you against injuries. And if, right. you're protects... able, if you're able to land Anderson or Carter, who were listed as overall number one picks just a few months ago, yeah. Uh, that is a you talk about already a bonus at six with the Stafford deal, right? Exactly, which is looking so good for the Lions. It was good for the Rams. It, it, it worked for the Rams. It, it did. It worked both sides. It they won did. their Super Bowl. Uh, but if you're able to get Anderson or Carter and get Witherspoon with the secondary at eighteen, then then where do you turn in those next two picks in your mock draft? Again, follow DraftWire on Twitter and Facebook and DraftWire.com. Let's see, let me find, let me find here because I wrote this on Sunday. Uh, you were busy. I was. I was a little busy. I, Big um, weekend. You had a lot going on with the kids. I your did. Daughter volleyball. Your son oh, wrapping up his high school season. It never, the it, club volleyball. It and, never stops. And your coaching club volleyball, right? Uh, the wife is. So the wife is. Yeah. Are you the assistant? Yeah, I, I sort of do. That's the, not your name at home. You're not the assistant, and she's the head coach. I, right? I, I need a promotion to assistant at home right now. <laughs> <laughs> Too much time away. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, draft. I got to do the draft. Hey, I got five weeks to I do mean, the draft, honey. Uh, I, you draft the daughter to Louisville for one match in volleyball. In, in all honesty, I do work between 16 and 18 hours a day nonstop I can right tell. now. So. I haven't slept, look, but yeah, you know what? Uh, you're not kidding on that. All right, so um, so I, had, I had Hendon Hooker, the, the quarterback Great from Tennessee pick. at 48. Um, that's probably a little optimistic that round, he will right? be there, but yeah, he will be there in the second round if he's there. Cool. I like that pick a lot. Uh, then I went to, um, <laughs> I gotta say it, Adetomiba Adibaware. It's a mouthful. He's a handful too out of Northwestern. Defensive end, defensive tackle. That's a great first four. That guy. Mark. That guy is, and I, I, I actually don't think he will wind up being there. That he's, he's a real big draft. That riser. almost sounds like you're wishing 
first two rounds for yes. the Lions' first four picks. It was right? it was much more of a wish list, and I'll tell you why I did that because I did one at Lions Wire about a week ago, and everybody hated it. So this was my peace offering to the Lions fans out there who read that one. So it's kind of one bag that you, this is what this would be ideal, but you don't think those guys all will be there. Exactly. Yeah. So who was your third rounder then? Oh man, ah, uh, where's he at? You got that? In the I got, I got. Oh, uh, the, I actually like this one. I think this one's okay. very realistic. Jamie Robinson out of, of Florida State. He plays the exact same position that C.J. Gardner Johnson does, but he's he's a good player. He's he can play special teams. He can step in. He can play some free safety if you need him to. Uh, actually, I still like that one. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and also is it the DraftWire.com or just DraftWire? Just DraftWires. Yeah, okay. DraftWire.com and follow LionsWire and DraftWire on Facebook and Twitter, joining us in studio, talking about his latest three-round mock draft. So who was your top ten uh, in that draft wire mock? Yeah, so I was I was very quarterback-heavy early, um, and I do think that the first two picks are going to be C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Which order? We don't know yet. I think it's going to be Stroud and then Young to, to uh, Carolina and then to Houston. Number three, I had Arizona taking Tyree Wilson. I know a lot of people don't see him in that light. I'm telling you that... For a team that just had J.J. Watt, you're not going to get a closer player potential to J.J. Watt than Tyree Wilson. Uh, and I know that they've scouted a lot on him, so we'll, we'll see if that one carries true. Then I had Will Levis going to Indianapolis, and I had Anthony Richardson going to Seattle, which leaves Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, mm. um, Christian Gonzalez, all of them. I took Anderson there because I think he's the best player out of that group, even though, honestly, he's probably the position of lowest need there. Uh, he's 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 got a chance to be special, and the idea of him with <laughs> with with Hutchinson on the other side—that's wow. that's that's a nightmare. That's that's what the Packers used to roll when they had Clay Matthews back in the day. That's what the Steelers used to do when they had Kevin Green and Joey Porter and James Harrison, and they just kept rotating guys through so they could attack you from both sides. And it keeps your quarter. It keeps you. It keeps your tight end on the offense. They got to keep a tight end in. They got to shift blocking around. They got to worry about one or the other. It, it, it eliminates a lot of options for an offense. I like that concept. Um, it's something that I've warmed to recently because I, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to draft. We just drafted one first round. We got a good, we got some other good guys, but I, I can see the logic in it now. Well, you're going to get, if you get Carter or Will Anderson, your last two years, you got Hutch at two overall. Luckily, the Jaguars didn't take him. Yes. And you, you'll get a guy in Carter Anderson that should have been one or two. Right. Uh, but the quarterback run, and there's the quarterback need, and it's all about needs and the cycle yeah. you're on. So then after the Lions, you have them taking Anderson. Is it Carter to the Raiders then? Uh, I got Christian Gonzalez to the Raiders, then I got Carter going to Atlanta. And uh, as I wrote in here, nobody knows what's going on with Jalen Carter. He could go three, he could go 15. But Atlanta, you're in Georgia, they love you because you're a dog, right? Exactly. I, I and hopefully, hopefully he would have the support system around him there to, to help him work through whatever he's got to get in shape. And the though. Bears at nine? Bears at nine. Uh, I went with Bajon Robinson. And Bears fans hate this running pick. back, yeah. running back. So it's interesting. I've done, I think, four mock drafts now across various platforms, and every single team, like we're not taking a running back in the first round. Uh, the Lions are included in that. No fan wants Bajan Robinson, which is crazy to me because he is the number two overall player on the rankings. Like Will Anderson's one, he's two. Uh, he's fantastic. He is the best running. Bro- is it crazy for the Lions to surprise like they did last year with Jameson Williams and take Robinson? 
It is crazy, but crazy things happen all the time. Uh, I know well, they picked up Montgomery, so then that kind of means yep. is Swift the odd guy out then? Well, right? Sw- Swift's playing the last year of his contract, and I don't see him coming back. So that's that makes some is sense. Is there any there. salary cap relief if they would release him after June? There's no real reason to do that because, right. yeah, the, he, the hit's already there. They'd save right? 600 grand or something like that's that. Like, I mean, he, yeah. He's worth more to them than he is to someone else. And they will be capable, but again, Robinson, you, you start Robinson, that future. Robinson, you, the, that, that's your alpha dog right there. And then, then David Montgomery's your number two. Too. Mm. Uh, you don't really have to worry much else wow. about that, but that's you know uh, I like the idea of him. Chicago Bears fans hate it, but uh, yeah, yeah, that maybe. Well, if you can re-sign DJ, it takes away the need to stretch for a wide receiver in those first three rounds, right? And they have done some very good things in free agency. I, ha- I have to give the Bears some credit on that. Last year, their free agency was awful. Um, they took some swings and missed, and they were pretty easy misses to see coming. They've done a good job this offseason. They've made themselves a better team. They're still not close to Detroit, but they are better than what they were. So your 10th pick then and your Ten. mock top 10 from DraftWire.com and also follow DraftWire on Twitter and Facebook. Your 10th to the Eagles is who? I have Lucas Van Ness, who never started a game at Iowa, but is getting top 10 love. And, and uh, I feel better about this because Daniel Jeremiah mocked the exact same pick uh, Lucas Van Ness, the edge out of Iowa to the Eagles at number 10 in his mock, which came out uh, yesterday. Well, Chris Trapasso, your friend from the NFL combine down in Indy, his mock is pretty close to you. He has Anthony Richardson going overall number one to the Panthers. Bryce Young, two. Washington trading up to three uh, with Arizona to get Will Levis. C.J. Stroud then goes to the Colts at four. Tyree Wilson, uh, to the Seahawks at five. So Wilson yeah. is coming up charts right yeah. now, as you mentioned. And then it's Jalen Carter to the Lions and Will Anderson going at seven. So you'd have that Carter or Anderson selection, which I think of the Lions at six have that option. That is the ideal. That's that's perfect. The that, ideal first pick. You could not ask for a better situation than that. And, and real quick on, on Lewis, he's the guy you saw – Trayvon Walker last year go number one based on traits instead of a more accomplished guy like Kayvon Thibodeau uh, or Aiden Hutchinson. That's the same thing that's going on with Tyree Wilson. He is he has that Trayvon Walker ceiling, but do you know you're going to get it? Like I, I do actually think that he could be a better player than Will Anderson in time. He won't be as a rookie, and that's that's sort of the gamble that they're taking. There. That that's why he he's going to be gone. He's gone, and he's an option. He, but you better believe he's an option at six for the Lions too. Jeff Risden, DraftWire. Follow them on Twitter and Facebook. DraftWire.com is at the web address. Absolutely. Part of the USA Today network. He's heading up the DraftWire. Also uh, teaming up with LionsWire.com. Follow LionsWire on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, He'll join us leading up to the draft, after the draft, and we'll get the schedule announcement. I think the Lions are going to get a lot of primetime games. I really do. I'm counting on at least two Monday night games. What about the opener against Kansas City? Because the defending champ gets the Thursday night so NFL season th- opener, There's right? one of two things that's going to happen with Kansas City. It's, it will either be the opener or it will be a Germany game. And I would, I would that's not, kind of a broad spectrum. I would not mind going to Frankfurt to watch the you Lions go, You're lobbying for a German well, come on, yeah, Germany I, trip. That's what you're doing. I, 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 I want to. Are I, you German? Uh, somewhat, yeah. yeah. More, more Swiss than German, but yeah. yeah. But that's good. That's, that's the border. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. yeah, so maybe your mom was from Switzerland, your dad was from Germany. They hooked up in the Alps. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> you got some, got some England in there, grandmother. Too. That might be going, you know, yeah, you were, next, next generation. We, we've been around here for a while, but yeah. yeah I got to go uh, maybe second, you know, third generation. Yeah. Go, go see the ancestral homelands. That would be a fun trip. You know, I got that. So real quick, the COVID year, the Lions were going to play the Jaguars in London. 
And then the next weekend, the Cleveland Browns, who I was covering at the time, were going to play the Jaguars in London. So I got with USA Today, and they approved me to spend 11 straight days in London covering football, and then it got blown away because of COVID. that could have been like five days of a trip, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you get all your football writing done, yeah. and you're out you know, sightseeing yeah. on, on USA Today's dime. Absolutely, and uh, I got screwed out of that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to Europe at some point covering football. And, you, and Jeff covers football, Lions and the NFC North and the NFL, LionsWire.com and DraftWire.com. You're around draft coverage, and right now it's bigger than ever uh, for the Lions Nation with pick 6 and 18 in the two second rounders. Go to DraftWire.com and also follow DraftWire on Twitter and Facebook. Good stuff today and yesterday, Jeff, and we'll talk next week. Thanks for having me in. All right, Jeff Risden in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, remember, if you missed any of my conversations this week with Jeff about Jeff with the Jeff with the Jeff that's right there Italy uh, Switzerland and uh, Germany a Jeff there you go. If you missed any of my conversations with Rizzy, uh, just search the Huge Show where you download podcasts. Our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere: Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. And I'm looking at the calendar. You're down to less than two days to get your name in on the drawing for that home-and-away Tigers opening days promotion, courtesy of the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant and Marty Boer in the Michigan Sports Network. Just text TIGERS, T-I-G-E-R-S, to 21000. That's TIGERS to 21000 by noon on Friday. The winner will be announced on the show Friday. I think it will be announced on the show Friday, if not for sure. On Monday, but the big thing you need to do if you're 21 and up, text Tigers right now to 21,000. And you could be watching the Rays and the Tigers in Tampa with airfare and hotel from Grand Rapids to Tampa and back. And also tickets for the Red Sox Tigers on opening day in downtown Detroit. Text Tigers right now or by noon Friday if you're 21 and up, Tigers to 21000. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. There are a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be a cop. It's not 9 to 5. No two days are ever the same. It isn't safe and it is never easy. There are also a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be anything other than a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. So, which one are you? Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and find out. Spring is here, and that means only one thing for us Tigers fans. Baseball season is upon us, and opening day is just a few weeks away. Hi, this is Matt Shepard, here to tell you about an amazing offer from my friends at Soaring Eagle Casino. Soaring Eagle Casino, in conjunction with the Michigan Sports Network, is going to send one lucky winner and a guest to Tigers opening day. And if that's not enough, Eagle Sports and Casino is going to double down for you. How about two opening days? That's right, opening day home and away. You'll see the Tigers open the season against the Rays in sunny, warm Tampa. 
Tampa, Florida, and then you'll be there for the Tigers' home opener in Detroit one week later. Plus, you'll be hosted by my friend Bill Simonson of The Huge Show, and you'll get to meet and greet yours truly. All you need to do is enter and text the word TIGERS to 21000. Enter the word TIGERS and text the number 21000, and you could be on your way to see the Tigers play in both the season and home openers. Opening day, home and away, presented by my friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Go get them. Play ball. This is Monster Jam! See the legendary Gravedigger and more. Tear up the dirt with massive stunts. All-out racing. And crazy skills. It's adrenaline-charged fun for the whole family. Let's hear it! Make some noise! Monster Jam! As big as it gets. Coming to Van Andel Arena March 24th through 26th. Brought to you by BK Tires. You have to see it live. So lock in your seats today at MonsterJam.com. At Mercantile Bank, we understand that different businesses have different needs. That's why our team of business specialists take the time to understand your business, your goals, and your objectives. We provide tailored solutions and innovative products, all delivered locally. So when you're ready to work with a partner who understands your unique business needs, call us. We're here and ready to put the wheels in motion. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business, and let's make dreams a reality. Member FDIC. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another edition of True and Blue here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Each and every week we partner with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police and we talk about the great things men and women in law enforcement are doing across the state. And also we address the need for more officers. Over 4,000 openings statewide. And this gentleman here is always looking for great men and women willing to serve and protect. He's the police chief for the city of Lansing. Ellery Sosby uh, joins us here on True and Blue on the Huge Shell across Michigan. Welcome in, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. All right. So your law enforcement career, where did it all begin and why did you get into law enforcement? Well, it started back in 1998, actually. Uh wanted to get in law enforcement because I wanted something to do that was that changed every day. Um kind of a selfish thing. I like helping people. It made me feel good and it made them feel good. So it was kind of uh, twofold and I uh, worked out for both sides of the coin. So I wanted to get into something I would I'd enjoy and make a career out of and law enforcement is what it was. Yeah, and in the capital city Lansing area, uh, Ellery has been a part of law enforcement with Gratiot County Sheriff's Office, like he said, beginning in 98, then Meridian Township Police, Lansing Police Department, Officer, Sergeant, Lieutenant, then a captain and worked his way up to chief of police back in June of 2021. Uh, when you look at your connection uh, to the community and the city of Lansing and your officers and what you're doing, and on a day-to-day basis, you're fighting crime and making our streets safe, especially there in Lansing. What's your biggest challenge? Well, the biggest challenge right now is actually getting qualified uh, folks that want to be in law enforcement. Um, you know, after the last couple of years, we've gone through a, a phase in our in our 
in our careers where you know the pendulum's kind of swung in to the to the opposite side of, of support for law enforcement and it's, and it's it's hard time to be a police officer right now uh however that that pendulum is swinging back in our favor as far as support goes so the biggest challenge we we face right now is actually just getting people uh that want to be you know put on that badge and 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 wear that uniform to go out there and protect and help help people out Lansing Police Chief Ellery Sosby joining us here on the Huge Show across uh, Michigan. Our True and Blue segment presented each and every week at this time by the Michigan Association of Chiefs and Police. I agree with you that the pendulum is swinging back, and I think there's a a better vibe uh, with law enforcement, with communities, because we all understand the need uh, we have in law enforcement because, you know, whether it was the tragic situation at Michigan State or any call you get, uh, your men and women are going in while others uh, are going the other way. Yeah, I mean, there's and, and that's that's a big part of why we do what we do. I mean, we, we that's that's what why we're here and why we do what we do and why we train, because we want to be there to help in those times of crisis. Um, and you know, there is nothing that makes me more proud to be an officer and the chief in Lansing than to see the response that the officers, not only my officers, the officers all around the state, um, their response to that tragic incident over at MSU was very, very proud moment for law enforcement in general. Ellery, uh, when you're addressing your entire department, when you're talking, uh, to your lieutenants and your captains and your sergeants, or you're talking to the man or woman who's on patrol there in the city of Lansing. Uh, what makes you proud of the city of Lansing and Lansing police? Proudest moments that I have are when, you know, we it's a, it's a thankless job. We always say that, but, but I hear a lot of the good and the positives uh, that, that come from the work, the hard work that the officers do. I, I have that benefit of getting that kind of like a father gets the benefit of, of hearing good things about the, about his children. Um, but it's, it's just a, it's heartwarming for me because, you know, there's a, we're always going to have those that are going to not support us and, and, and have issues with us and, and complain about everything. Uh, but the, the big thing that makes me proud is that these officers, these men and women come to work every day to a thankless job in most cases put that uniform on, risk their lives in, 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 on some days, and, and don't don't say a word about it. And they do that because they want to serve. They want to be there to help people no matter what. And that takes that takes a lot. It takes a big person to do that. It takes a selfless person. And that makes me proud, just knowing that I have an entire uh, organization full of those people every day. Ellery Sosby is the Lansing Police Chief joining us on another True and Blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. If somebody's interested in coming to Lansing, whether they live there and they're listening on our Philly the Game 730 AM or any of our other 18 stations stationwide or statewide, our stations, and people can find the list at thehugeshow.net, uh, how do they get in touch uh, with the Lansing Police Department about uh, making that move to becoming a law enforcement officer in Lansing. They can go to our website and click on the direct link for hiring. We are hiring now. We are um, doing interviews right now for police recruit and lateral transfers from any other departments uh, or any retirees in, any, in the state that want to come to Lansing and, and be the capital city's finest along with us. Um, and if not, you can call me direct. There you go. And, and the easiest way I tell everybody, because we're doing radio, and like I said, uh, we're all across Michigan, 
Uh, just Google. Google Lansing Police Department, Police Chief Ellery Sosby. You'll have the contact information there, and you can begin that journey to serving and protecting the people of Lansing. Ellery, uh, keep up the great work, and thank you for your commitment, your officer's commitment uh, to the people of Lansing. Thank you very much, and I appreciate your support. Yeah, back at you, buddy. Ellery Sosby, Lansing Police Chief, joining us on True and Blue, which is presented every week by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And not only in Lansing, but across the state, I mentioned over 4,000 openings and a need for law enforcement officers. If you're interested, man or woman, at any age, I assume over 21, uh, you can begin that journey. Just stop by your local police department, Google your uh, local county, uh, Michigan State Police, whatever it is. Uh, you can begin that journey. Easiest way, just Google or stop into your local police department. And thanks again to all the police chiefs and everybody connected to the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police for partnering with the huge show on our True and Blue segment. And I also want to give love to Johnny Brayan Sr. and his mission with Voice for the Badge. He began that journey and put together that operation so that the men and women of law enforcement in Michigan have a voice. Follow Voice for the Badge on Facebook and on Twitter. Big. Bad. Huge.